What's going on guys, Tony here once again. And on this episode, I'm gonna be sharing an interview that I did on a podcast. Uh, it's called La Mera Neta Podcast. It's kind of one of those Spanglish podcasts, but I had a ton of fun. We talked about real estate, we talked about hustle. We talked a little bit about my story and uh, the other the other guest uh, as well who works for the government. So uh, it was a great episode. I had a lot of fun talking to these guys. Follow them, I'll put all of their info in the description. So check them out. They talk to a lot of interesting people. Uh, so yeah, hope you guys enjoy it. We got a midnight session with the homies out here, man. We decided to just improvise and um, get a topic going. Um, why are people leaving out of the Cali? Why are people leaving? You know, um, why not? Why not? Why not, man? Um, I still live in California. I live up here in the high desert. Um, I have a lot of buddies that are moving out. A lot of people that are moving out. And we got two two people on the podcast. Um, we got Tony from Straight Utah. What's up, how's Tony? How's it going, guys? How's it going? Thank you, man. Thank you, man. And Tony has his own um, Instagram. He has his YouTube page, so we'll put the links down here. But we also got For the sure. compita. We we also got the compita out here. What's up, compita? Good people. What's up? Where are you from, bro? Little Texas, bro. Little Texas, man. So. We got the homies out here. They're going to give us some insight. We got a real estate agent, Tony, up in Utah. He's going to give us some insight right. of what's going on. Um, Tony, what's going on with that? You, you're doing real estate and all that? You got people looking yeah. for houses out there? Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah, we've been, we've been doing real estate out here since about 2012. I started out just as a normal agent. Uh, now I'm a principal broker just trying to, uh, to grow our team. But it's crazy out here, man, especially... You know, we thought, we thought COVID was going to kind of slow us down, but it's actually gotten way crazier than it's ever been. So summer is usually the busiest time, but right now it's it's insane. It's going crazy out here. Right now the COVID brought the money maker, huh? Just people moving out. It okay. did. <laughs> yeah. So, so for, a ton of people. Yeah, man. So so let me give you some insight, man. Um, In the recent years, and Compita knows about it, you probably guys know, probably know about it. Um, rent prices out here uh -huh. are high. Okay. California, especially LA County. Okay, you go and look for an apartment, one bedroom apartment. It runs for about fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars a month. Okay, if you want a two bedroom apartment, it's probably a two thousand dollars. And I'm not talking about a nice ass apartment where you're gonna be up there in some nice spot. Not just you, basic. You're gonna basic, be in the yeah, inner sure. city. You're gonna be in the inner city now, <laughs> Riverside County. You got some high uh -huh. prices as well. Twelve hundred for one bedroom, fifteen hundred for two bedrooms, up to two thousand. Um, County San Bernardino, the same shit. Mm -hmm. going on man so tony you did give us some insight what's what yeah it like out there man people are moving out of california going to your spot out they there. are they are but i mean here's the thing when you i know that people always want some stats let me drop some stats here for you guys yeah the average uh salary in california is about sixty five thousand dollars yeah, that's yeah. about average the, in utah it's sixty one thousand dollars but here's the difference though the median home price in California is six hundred and five thousand dollars. We're talking about LA Ooh. seven it's seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars average home price. The difference out here in Utah, the average home price in Salt Lake City is three sixty five. Three sixty five, man. And I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Not a lot of people can afford that seven hundred thousand dollar mortgage. Bro, you know? I, I feel you, man. Yeah. And so what a lot of people do if I mean you have a ton of people who were lucky enough to maybe own a property in California and they sell it and they can come out here and just literally just buy in cash, bro. Straight um, cash. And so a lot of, 
Yeah, and so a lot of people, or they'll they'll, they'll keep their property in, in California because rent prices are so high. Average rent in California is about twenty five hundred bucks. In Utah, about fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. So there's there's a huge yeah. So about fifteen hundred. And the crazy thing is, everything is so much more expensive, but the average salaries are basically the same. So that's where it starts to get shitty, like you say. And there's a lot of homelessness and stuff because people are making the same money, but it's the the cost of living is almost double. So a lot of folks sell their property. For example, my father-in-law, he lives in Brea. Yeah. Um, he has like a 1,500 square foot home. I think it's worth like $800,000. If you were, were to sell that house and just move out here, I mean, $800,000 here buys you he could buy three a mini home. mansion. So for sure, 100%. So a lot of folks do that um, just because it's, it's, it's so crazy, man. I honestly, I don't know. For you, like people who live in California, I'm like, how do you guys do it, man? And I'll tell you it's, this, bro. It's, it's so expensive. And I'll tell you this. The house that we just got, I bought it three years ago. I got it for under 300000 And it was, it's up here in the high desert where you got low prices. But it's hard to buy a house that is like in Riverside County, L.A. County. It's impossible unless you're making like some, some good ass money. It's impossible to buy a nice house in a nice place. But let me, let me, let me bring it up to El Compita. Hey, Compita, I know you got some good insight because you lived out here in California. You did have a, a house out here, right? And then you, you got the same. You left. Yeah. You got out. <clears throat> yeah, I got out. It's out, man. I mean, it's the kind of same thing. We, My first house, I bought my first house in my 20s. And this is back in the late 2000s, before, after, after the market crashed. So <clears throat> you figure that at that time, um, the house I, I bought, I bought it for 174 and the house was worth like I want to say three years before that or two years. It was four hundred thousand. What area? Brand new home. It was uh, San Jacinto, kind of uh, almost oh. like kind of like okay, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A nice, nice so area. By that, that River, yeah, Riverside County, and it was like it's a good area. But I mean, that's when the market crashed. So I got the house, lived there for like three years, sold it, made some money, moved on to the next. And kind of like the same thing, just buying, buying real estate. Real estate is where you want to do, you know. So eventually, I, I started kind of like, even even my bought a new house and we had money in the bank. I see it's the first thing, my bank account just going lower and lower and lower. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? You know, I know I'm, I'm you know, we spend money. We so I started noticing like, uh, everything everything started going catching, like going up higher and higher. And then um, this is two incomes, by the way. My wife, when I met my wife, you know, we we of course combined our income, but and we were still struggling, man. So I'm just like, you know what? Just, just start looking around this 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 research. Looked around, uh, you know, Utah, Arizona, Nevada, um, you know, all over uh, neighboring states. And Texas, you know, hit the mark. You know, it it it, it, it did all the check marks. Um, so once we kind of decided on that, we said, you know what? Let's um, let's gather our let's gather our money and get save some money up, and we sold our house and. In Riverside County, which was already, I mean, the house that I had bought at that time in 2016, I sold in 2018, I had got over $100,000 in equity that quick within two years. So, I mean, that, that, at the time of the market, I was a cool. So I walked away, you know, about with some decent money, rented a house out there in Texas. And let me and, ask uh, you this. You know, what, did you, were you <laughs> able to afford a nice house in a nice spot out there, <clears throat> nice community? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and that's the thing, too, a lot of people from California, the first thing I started noticing is, like, California, California place, and all the places from different, I mean, not just California, different states were, were around, and I'm like, are these people visiting? And 
no, man, most people are just like moving in, um, you know, and, and the short of locals, you know, the locals don't like, don't like Californians because they're raising the prices in the, in the real estate. But you know what? It's just like, you know, we're, we're trans, we call it transplants, you know, we're, we're transplanted to a different area. And I, I call myself a California refugee sometimes, bro, because yeah. <laughs> not that, not that extreme, <laughs> but, you know, but it feels like that sometimes, man, because you're like, damn, man, like you have all these anxiety about, you know, uh, even driving around, it, it, you feel unsafe in certain parts of California, and, and it, you for shouldn't sure. feel that way, especially for kids. I, I mean, I I do mostly for my kids. Me, I grew up in the hood, so it, it, I'm used to it. But on my kids, I didn't. They don't. They don't. They wouldn't survive in my in my um, my town at all. And let, These kids don't know. And, and let me say this: something that people need to know, um, people that are in high school, in order to survive out here in California and to be living in a, in a comfortable spot, in a nice spot, you need two incomes. Okay, I have a buddy that is a cop. I have a buddy that is a cop out there in San Diego. He's making like eighty thousand. He can't afford a house down there, you know. Just with eighty thousand, yeah, no there's no way in hell. So, so Tony, give no me some insight of what if somebody out there with just one income can actually buy a house out there, or do you need, actually need two incomes? Or give me your perspective of what's going you on out there. No, absolutely. I mean, out here you can still find you know a condo, nice three bedroom condo for two hundred. $220,000. You can find a townhome for three hundred, brand new. Uh, I mean, you can still find a ton of properties. Even, I mean, even around the median home price, three sixty, three seventy. You can find just this. Just this morning, I showed a five bedroom home with a half acre lot that was going for three thirty five. So it's 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 completely different. And so, absolutely, here in, here in Utah, we have a ton of people that come by the office. You know, with one one income, you know, single moms and stuff like that. And they can still, they can still buy real estate. They can still buy a, a nice little condo, a nice little townhome, keep it, sell it later, upgrade. So out here, it's still, it's still possible. But obviously just by what the numbers are out there in California, it's absolutely impossible. I've even known the people that have to triple up or quadruple up on the loan application to be able to afford yeah, bro. something, something basic. Let me so tell you, you that. Get you and, and you, and you got to get your EI and you got to get his primo and everyone's got to come in and try to get on the application to be able to buy something decent. Hey, bro, let yeah. me tell you this. Let me tell you this, guys. I have a, a one of my buddies, he works AT&T, right, as a tech. So he tells me stories that he pulls out, to, he pulls up to houses like in Orange County, like in the hood, L.A. County, in the hood, right? And there's like four or five cars parked outside. It's four people living in that same house to be able to afford that $25,000, $3,000 payment. So I'm like, God oh, yeah. damn, God damn. So, but compita, is that the same situation out there in Texas? Like, do you see it often where people are like cram, crammed in into a, like a housing type of situation? Um, yes, yes and no. Like, I think more like, uh, like we talked about the locals are more like, um, the ones that are struggling because they, they, we come in with college, you know, but with some more education, more experience. Yeah. So the people who kind of live there, uh, the P is decent, but sometimes they can't afford they're because the house is inflation basically right so so what the what you have is like the the like you like you said the seals the tias the uncles the primos la sancha everybody's sharing the same the same old guy <laughs> sometimes but <laughs> but también you know uh a lot of times people like uh like the locals have like acres and and he mentioned like there's a house with a couple acres yeah that eight on land is, is gold man if, if you got a piece of land man that's that's money in your pocket. That's like money in the bank for sure. You just, people don't realize like, you know, how much land is valuable and, and, and over, there, over here in Texas, man, you, you kind of like, it's, it's, uh, uh, it, it's like, uh, 
it's a good investment. So, but I think, yeah, man, it's, it's ultimately like, it made me realize that, that I should have became here oh, like a long time ago. I mean, I just, it just sucks that I waited this long. <laughs> it's but, true. You know, it's true. I'm, I'm, I'm home, you know, then yeah, make my actually, over here. The way, the way that, the way that I met, kind of going back to that point of just leaving earlier, the way that I met my wife, um, uh-huh. her mom, she brought her kids from, from, uh, Linwood down to Utah because my brother-in-law, who's the oldest, he was about to start high school. So he was like yeah. getting bullied and like getting his ass kicked and stuff. And so yeah, it was, yeah. it was a really intense situation. Right. And so my, my mother-in-law didn't want him to start high school. Um, in California. Cause it was, I mean, it was, it was going to be a mess. Right. And so she yeah. just decided, you know what, this, this isn't good for my kids. So she packed up and she moved, she sold her house and she bought a house out here, uh, in cash. So to that point, maybe you, Victor, that lives out there, what's, I mean, is it, is like the situation with your kids at school, does that like give you anxiety? Cause I, I, I hear that a lot from people coming down that that's one of the big motivators to get out is so that their kids can grow up in kind of a safer environment. Yeah, man, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Obviously, growing up, I grew up in a in a two-parent household. My dad was a, the breadwinner, right? But there was, at no yeah. point in my life until I was like 25, I said, oh, okay, I'll be able to afford an apartment because I was obviously working, making like 50000 a year, right? But in my mind, there was never a point where I was like, I'm going to be able to afford a nice house in a nice spot. There was no no moment at that point where I would say that would, would ever happen, you know? Until obviously I met my wife yeah. and we our incomes went up, but... It does stress you out. It brings you stress into your life, just knowing that even though you have a bachelor's degree, you have a, a nice little job on the side, you have a side job or whatever it is, and you have a nice income, $50 yeah. a year, 60 whatever it is, you still can't afford that, that nice house in the nice spot. So it brings a lot of, yeah, a lot of different emotions. You're like, God damn, like, what do I have to do? You know? so, so I know yeah. a lot of people deal with the same emotions, and, and I know people want to move out. Like I mentioned, the, the buddy out there in San Diego, he does deal with the same emotions. Like, God damn, I can't even afford a house. And I'm, he's a uh, rent is expensive damn. out there, $2,500 a month. Yeah. And he's actually thinking about moving out and just transferring somewhere else. Yeah. You know, so I know a lot yeah. of people that are making $30,000, $40,000, $40, they got to hustle and work their way out of that situation, which maybe they'll never work out of that situation. So what do you guys give? Tell the, the younger generations that's getting out of high school, at your age, I know, Compita, you were 18. What would you have told yourself when you were graduating out of high school? Oh, man. Shit. Um, definitely open up a, you know, 457. And I, when I started my, my career, I, I had a lot of uh, older uh, co-workers or officers that would tell me, hey, like, cool, like open up a 401k, I'm not 401k, a 457, you know, retirement. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good, you know. So I was getting the money, I was making over, you know, a lot of overtime, and I listened, you know. So now, now when I'm a little old, getting a little older, I'm like, oh, man, like I should, <laughs> I should put, you know, fifty, sixty dollars, whatever away, because that that money over time, man, it's a build, you know, and that's that's uh, that's money that's gonna keep you alive when you when you want to retire or when when you're ready to just to, just to call it quits. Yeah. Um, and thing I, I think you mentioned, Rick, Vic, was um, about hustle um a lot of people you know don't know how to hustle they don't maybe other them just don't know they see easy money as either coming up stealing doing whatever the hustle is it's it's not it's not easy I'm, I'm sure i'm sure it's different types of hustle like 
and you got real estate. I mean, that that right there, man, I would have loved to be in real estate too. I mean, that to me, um, that's, a, that's a good career just because even though the market is slow, like, you know, like we had a, what, few, seven, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. Or is that, what, 12 years ago? Um, yeah. With that, with that type of, you know, job, if you were every, if you already had money already instead of saved up, man, you, you're, you're golden, you know, it's just, you sit on a couple of houses, sure. some rent sure. income. So yeah, man, it's, it's just having that hustle and having that drive to, to, to just to get ahead of everything, man. Cause you never know, man, these interests kind of like, like spending money, paycheck to paycheck. And that's what's killing sure. Kelly. I think is paycheck to paycheck is, is nobody has any, any, um, any money in the bank. It's just, uh, with the groceries, oh, I'm gonna go freaking in, in and out. I'm gonna go, you know, to, to the mall, get some new fucking Jordans. Yeah, Fuck, man. what did Jordan get me? For sure. What did every Jordan, what did every Jordan do for me? You know, that's, <laughs> that's right. I feel you. I feel you. And, and Tony, no, uh, I, is, is that I agree. I, is I, real estate or, or give us what were you gonna say, Tony? I think I was gonna ask the question. No, I, 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 no I was just no, I was just gonna say I I agree 100. percent I think that you know if if you if you're young, you're thinking about. You know, what's the future going to be like? Maybe a situation like you where you're like, damn, I don't know if I'm going to be able to buy a spot. You, know, you got to be smart with your money, man. And even if, mm-hmm. even if you make a small amount, and like you said, you got to hustle. Maybe you got to get that second job. Maybe you got to sacrifice weekends. Mm-hmm. You got to sacrifice going out drinking with your buddies. And when you have that money, yeah, you can't, you can't buy Gucci belt, man. I mean, you got to, you got to <laughs> save it up. You got to, you got to build a cushion and you got to have a goal. You know, if, if, if the goal is, I'm going to buy a little rental property or something and you need 20, 25, $30,000 or whatever the case may be. You got to set that goal. And it might take you a year. It might take you two years, whatever, however long it takes, but you gotta, you gotta be disciplined and you gotta try to get yourself there because paycheck to paycheck, it just, it doesn't work for anyone. man. And let me ask yeah. you guys this, this question. I know that you guys, obviously real estate and you guys are working on um, this, this position within the government, but it wasn't an overnight type of situation. You guys worked your asses off. To get to that, but no matter if you're in oh, California, yeah. Idaho, if you're in Texas, Arizona, Washington, no matter where you're at, you got to bust your ass to mm-hmm. get to that certain spot that you want. Tony, give us some insight of what type of hustle you put in into becoming one of the the best real estate agents out there in um in Utah. Give some insight to the to yeah, the no man, for sure. No, it's actually it's actually crazy. I I jumped into real estate in 2012, and uh, I was 21 years old. And I didn't know anything, bro. The only reason why I went there is because my parents made me, honestly. Um, and so <laughs> I get started, and I, I'm, I'm working for uh, the broker at the time. His name is Daniel. And the dude was selling a ton of property. He was super active. He was, he was, he was making a ton of money. And he was paying me 400 bucks to do showings, to drive around town, to drive around Utah, open doors, and basically show people properties. And he would pay me 400 bucks and he would make sometimes 10, 12, 13, 14,000. Um, and he would only pay me, and he would only pay you 400 bucks. And so I did that for five years. Um, at the time I was still living at home. I wasn't married yet. I didn't have a lot of expenses, so it wasn't too bad, but obviously I knew what the dude was making. And so I just had the goal that if I was going to be able to be where he was at, I had to learn. I had to put in the 10,000 hours. Like everyone says, I had to do the work. I had to try to be humble, be coachable. And it sucked. I mean, I, I remember going to closings and I would see how much this dude was getting paid, ten, twelve thousand $12,000. And I knew that my check was going to be 400, but I knew that if I could just hold on and if I could just keep learning, eventually something good would happen. And actually now I'm in a position where 
I am, I'm now the broker and I'm trying to train young agents and that patience doesn't exist. I mean, we're trying to ball out like right away and they're trying to make six figures in the first year. And like, there's just, there's just no patience now because we, and we live in this, in this, in this kind of entrepreneurial environment where being an entrepreneur is cool. And you feel like as soon as you get a real estate license, now you're an entrepreneur. Now you got to drive the beamer. Now you got to do all this stuff. And so my message to these kids is like, you, you got to be patient, man. You got to put in the work. You got to be coachable. You got to learn. And you might have to eat shit for a couple of years. I had to eat shit for five, six years. Yeah. But eventually, if you don't quit and you attach yourself to the right people, eventually you'll, you'll get there. That, that's a good story, yeah. man, for the, some insight. And I'll tell you this, man. I went to Riverside Community College. I went to Cal San Mardino. And after that, it was just shitty times. You know, some shitty-ass jobs trying to build that resume. It took me like about seven years to eventually get a, a type of job that I wanted where I'm working currently at. But it does take time. You know, you got to work those those weekend shifts. You got to have two jobs to build up the resume. Um, and it's going to take time, guys. Um, it's not an overnight type of situation. You guys got to learn um, to to just hustle and just build that build yeah. up that resume and compete. I know you got a similar story, you know, um, to where you're at now. Yeah. It, it took a lot of work. Give us some insight on that. <clears throat> I mean, just be be humble, really. Um, yeah, I think it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight. Um, you know, living living with my mom, you know, while I was going to school, I uh, was, uh, you know, my primo hit me up, hey, you know, when I was going to college, you're like, hey, fool, let's go, let's go, you know, dream, let's go hang out. You know, I would go. I mean, but, I mean, at the same time, we'll be, you know, very stingy with my money. But then, you know, like, uh, luckily, I had some good, um, some good um, uh, co-workers that just kind of gave me some guidance, you know, and yeah. they, they kind of told me, hey, you know, don't do this, don't talk to this person, don't, you know, kind of like, you know, er, er, Stay in your lane because in, in my field, in politics, there's always politics, man. Politics is just what kills people's careers. So you just got to not step on, on, on the wrong toes. But once, uh, you know, once I kind of navigated, got, got, you know, got where I needed to be, then, uh, had a family, you know, and after yeah. that, you know, it's, yeah, but see, by this time, by this timeline, um, I, I, uh, I should have gone back to school because this time I got my at that time I only had my associate and I'm like oh dude I'm like only had my associate <clears throat> but I need to get my bachelor's because to be a supervisor to be anything more um, you know higher up you need to have more education yeah and and that's what that's what kind of what delayed me was my kids I had kids you know so later in life I ended up getting my bachelor's so um, and you know I'm still kind of I'm waiting for them to get my master's so I'm, I'm still working you know so it's yeah. one of the things that you just you just kind of like just hustle, just hustle and, and, and do you that, you know, do you, you know, and try to, and try to stay in your lane, man. That's yeah. all you probably done. And, and something that we're, we're talking about, it kind of relates to what are the topic is the obstacles that we're going to encounter. I'm pretty sure that you, both of you mm -hmm. gentlemen here have encountered some crazy ass obstacles on your journey to, to where you're at now. You know, obviously real estate, there was times you probably had some shitty ass days starting, you know, some days where you, some days where, give us some insight of what, what, or teach the people on what type of obstacles you were encountered with. Well, dude, I was just a kid. I was 21 years old when I, when I, when I jumped in, like kids don't sell real estate, bro. Like the average real estate agent here in Utah is 56 year old white dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm jumping. And by the way, I weighed 118 pounds. So I was this skinny, just 
scrawny little kid. So they look my at you and they're like, oh, my- I'm not going to buy a house from this little young kid, huh? Yo, for real, bro. Not 100%. Actually, a lot of conversations yeah. that I had with my broker is, dude, you got you to gotta try to get people to trust you. and You have to find a way. But, I mean, if you're trying to buy a property, you know, Compita, for example, you're going to your first showing and this 21-year-old kid, scrawny-looking kid, no, like, walks out of the car and is trying to give you advice like are you going to be excited <laughs> to listen probably not so it's funny you say that it's funny because like that was one of our questions when when um my first question was like how, how long you be doing this and the person would be like oh you know five six years i'm like okay cool um but we have you if you see someone like yourself when you're younger i'll be like this kid doesn't know what he's doing he doesn't know what the hell a freaking uh roof shingle exactly. is you know <laughs> yeah so i had a lot of situations where when people didn't want to work with me, I would try to go to like networking events. Nobody took me seriously. It, it, I had to work so hard to actually get a seat at the table. So eventually, I just got pissed off, and I, you know, I told myself I set a goal. There's there's mm-hmm. there's something that's called the Forbes Real Estate Council, and there was there's an agent here in my in in my market that shared on his on his Instagram that he had made the Forbes Real Estate Council, and so I kind of did some research. I reached out to a couple people, and I said, okay, the only way people are going to take me seriously is if I make a name for myself somehow. So I stopped doing all this outside marketing because nobody was taking me seriously anyway. And I just kind of went head down, worked super hard. And so I finally was able to make that counsel. And then people were like, okay, now, now people kind of started to take me a little bit more seriously. But for five, six years, I had zero credibility because I wasn't, I wasn't selling my own properties. First of all, I was just doing showings on the other side. But again, it just comes down to being patient, man. And you sometimes you gotta eat shit, but you just gotta have that faith that something good is gonna come out of the effort. And, and you work, yeah. for, you, you got associations with Forbes, right? You work on some type of yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is actually my second year uh, on on the Forbes Real Estate Council. So uh, I'm super blessed to be there. But it was it was a mission, man. I mean, I didn't. I'm I'm nine years in, so it took it took six seven years to actually start to get to a place where I'm like, okay, now good things are starting to happen. But a lot of people quit not even a year in and yeah. it, it takes time. It, it yeah. takes, it doesn't take weeks, months. It takes years. And, and that's similar to, to, so I, I, when I used to go to college, a lot of people would drop out, you know, you would never see them again. And then I would see them like a couple of years later, everywhere you go, they, they're like, oh, I dropped out. I didn't go back to college, man. But for my, for example, my, myself, I decided to just keep going. You know, I was like, fuck, fuck it. I'm just going to go all the way through. I'm going to, maybe I'm going to fail a couple classes. I was placed on probationary period. That's when you fail like three times the same class. So it happened to me, man, where yeah. I, I was almost kicked out of community college. But I was like, you know what? Let me just yeah. give it a last last attempt and see. And I passed it. You know, what if I would have stopped? Like you're saying, real estate, what if you would have stopped? You would have, who knows? You would have ended up in this different. I would have just gotten some, yeah, some, some lame-ass call center job or something. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we wouldn't have gotten anywhere. So, but. Yeah, it's you just gotta have that faith. Yeah, compita. So, so were you also faced with the same situation? Where like, God damn, like if I would have stopped doing what I'm doing, like I would have ended up, who knows what? Yeah, oh yeah, facing facing certain obstacles in life. If it's a uh, you know girl in your life, or if it's like a someone in your ear telling you, ah, you're uh, you just wasting time. You know, you're gonna end up to be a security guard somewhere. I fucking you know, Walmart, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so not, you, not saying that's bad. Not saying that's bad, but, but there's, there's <laughs> well, bigger options, it, you know? Like, 
you can make it. No, but but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, but that's that being somebody your entry job. Now that's cool. Don't get me wrong, but it, it's just like if you're going to waste all that money, spend all the time and effort into school, fucking yeah, and you end up in Walmart. Well, that's bad. Yep, that's bad. Yeah, because you're going to be like, you know, like, look at this bottle, like, doing You got to get some out of it, sure. Yeah, you know, so, uh, yeah, this, this is, it goes with discipline and, and just, and, and self-confidence. Because that's what the people are like, like you said, in, in any job, if you lack confidence, people are going to take it serious. Just like in law enforcement, and real estate, and, and case management, uh, anything. They yeah. see you, they see you kind of like, avoiding uh, eye contact, that's weakness. Yeah, and, and All right away. Sure. that's definitely something true, man. Like, now that I look back, and you guys probably will look back and say, you know what, self-confidence is really important. For the younger guys out there, younger girls listening, if you're in high school, you're graduating college, confidence is really important. When you walk into that interview, you got to make some some fierce eye contact, okay? You got to give them a, a firm handshake and just give some some confident responses, guys. You guys got to be confident yeah, with those responses. Why? Especially in real estate, give us some insight of, of what it depends on confidence. What what does confidence mean in that? It's all it's all about confidence, bro. But I think that there's 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 two parts to confidence. Number one, you got to believe in yourself. Yeah. So that's just basic, right? You got to believe that you can pull it off, that you're good enough. And people they struggle with step one, but step two is you got to also put in the work to be competent. So one of the best ways to have experience, uh, to have confidence is to have experience, to know what you're talking about. And yeah. the, the way to know what you're talking about is to, again, put it in the work. It's the exact same thing. So with my agents in the office, I say, okay, if you want to have this confidence, this bravado, you want people to take you seriously, you got to believe it. But then on the back end, you got to be studying, you got to be doing the things that you got to do so that you know what you're talking about because people can smell a phony a mile away. Yeah. Like if, People, people know if you're fake. So the way to be real is again, number one, you got to believe number two, you gotta, you gotta know what you're talking about. And that takes work and that takes effort. So I think that if you can accomplish both, then you can go into any room and discuss your topic with ease and you don't have to feel nervous. You can look people in the eye. You can have that firm handshake, like you say, because you believe and you have the knowledge to back it up. Yeah, that's yeah. true, man. So like you're saying, always, Train yourself before going into that interview. It doesn't matter if, you, if you're 18 years old, going to Taco Bell. Look up that website and find out who's the CEO. If you're going to work for Amazon and you're going to that interview, train yourself on what the hell does Amazon do. So that way, you, when you go into that yep. interview room, you know exactly what's going on. And from there, you're going to be more confident for the next interview. You're going to be more confident for the next sure. interview. And if you don't get that job, it's just you're going to learn from those mistakes, guys. Um, here, Tony... Um, in the compita, I'm pretty sure you guys went to interviews where you just, where you just sucked, <laughs> you know, you sucked and then all the time. Yeah, that, yeah. it trains you to be better, train the material better next time. And next time you go to that interview, you're going to kill it. Have you guys had it? Those, those situations where you went to an interview and you just bummed it. You're like, God damn, like this is the worst that ever happened. Tony. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Actually, when I, when I was in high school, my, my goal was always to work at a gym. I always wanted to work at a gym. Um, and so I applied, I applied, I applied. I kept going. I was a scrawny dude. The scrawny dudes, I, get, I mean, they don't work at gyms, you know what I mean? So I would walk into the interview, and I would bomb it every time. I, would, I never, ever, ever got an offer. And then when I got into real estate, kind of the same thing happened. You know, I would go on a listing presentation, and actually it still happens to this day. I mean, sometimes 
people, they read my name or, or they see me or they know that I speak Spanish or that I'm Hispanic and they don't want to work with us. Um, so we'll, we'll go into listening presentations, interviews and stuff. And sometimes it just, it just doesn't go well. There's just, there's no, there's no chemistry there. It's yeah. just bad. You feel bad. You know, they don't want to be there. You don't want to be, it's just an awkward situation. But like you say, you know, just cause you have one bad one doesn't mean that every single one is going to, is going to turn out that way. So you just, you know, pick yourself up, dust yourself off and move on to the next one. Yeah, that's true, man. Compita, what's your insight on that? Mm. Did you ever, did you ever kill it on the interview where you were like, God damn, I just, I sucked. Yeah, actually quite a few just because, um, when I came out to Texas, I had a, um, interview for a few jobs and and mind you i was in my job for 10 years and i had confidence in what i did and how i you know how i performed but coming to an unknown unknown place unknown people you're like oh shit it's very intimidating you kind of uh, walk in and you're like why am i why am i i'm thinking thinking in my head like why am i so nervous like i know i have more experience a lot a lot of these people in this room like why am i nervous and that's just, that's just being the new major. So, so this one job that I applied for out here, um, you know, it, it was kind of set up pretty decent. Um, I, I kind of got a little nervous just because uh, I had flown out there. I had flown out to out here to Texas. I had flown and I was kind of like just, you know, tired and whatever. So all of a sudden I had, my phone went off and I had, I never, this is, I never happened to me. I always set off my phone. Especially, you know, interview. But for this day, Pendejo, I forgot. So my phone went off. In my ear. That's not the bad thing. That's not a bad thing, though. It, it, it gets worse. So my phone went off. My ringtone on my phone is, uh, it's a, let's say it's not very appropriate for, for any of the Corridas or what? It says, no, it's a, it's a male motherfucker. No way! It's a male motherfucker. Like oh, wow, damn. You were, you and were, I'm like, you were interviewing for the FBI, or Capello? <laughs> I can't say, but I was interviewing, and I was like, what? The? And but luckily, you know, but luckily they laughed at, they laughed about it. I said, hey guys, like I really read. I'm not sorry. I mean, they're like, no, no, don't worry, funny. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, yeah, you yeah, know, no. I was like, hey, I was like, my bad guys. So that right there, I was like, you know what? I guess the job is not gonna be mine. But you know what? It worked out. Now they didn't call me, but you know what? I'm back and I got a better, jo- way better job than what it is. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but yeah, it's just it's just like a, a combination of things that just kind of ruin it. But you know what, man? That's, that's how we learn, and, and still, I mean, even though at this age, as you as you, uh, I say, say for instance, like you're you're running that broker, you're a broker now, right? You're the boss. Um, there's gonna be times that you're gonna be trying to get new, you know, a new company to work with you, or just you know, yeah. some networking and you meet somebody awkwardly and it's going to happen, bro. That's, that's sure. life, man. So it's just, it's just how you dust yourself off and kind of, you know, regain that confidence again. So it's yeah. true. I, I, I sneezed on a lady one time. That was in a good day. So yeah. 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 I did. I sneezed in her face <laughs> at, a, at, at a networking event. Um, I didn't even see her. I was, I was just sitting and then I, uh, I was talking to someone on my right side. And I had to sneeze, so I turned over to my left side to not sneeze on the person I'm talking to. And this lady who's another broker that I know, she's standing right behind me, and she got she got all of it, bro. Salió todo el virus. 
el moquito? <laughs> no, no, this was pre-COVID, but hey, I mean, that was, that was hey, not, But you know what, fun. you know what they said, you know what they said about the new COVID, I mean the COVID, right? So, you know how back in the day, um, farting in public, it was kind of disgraceful? So now the oh, thing is, sneezing in public, well. it's like, yeah, sneezing <laughs> in public is shit, it's like shitting your pants in public, dog. That's all bad, it's all good. I'd rather you do that than sneeze with someone for sure. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck, bro. But, but I'm glad we're talking about this this topic. You know, we went straight from California and the shitty ass place out here to um to awkward job interviews, and that that's some insight for for the younger population. Porque la plebada, the younger population, wants everything like handed to them. You know what I'm saying? Like people that are getting out of high school, they want everything in the, in the golden mm-hmm. platter, and it's not gonna be like that, guys. You guys gotta understand that that you gotta build up that resume, no matter if you work in real estate. Government, if you work at fast food customer service, don't expect to get that $20 an hour job. You, know? um, you got to work your ass off. Yeah. And eventually, if you work your ass off, you can possibly move to Utah and then hit up Tony and be like, hey, you know what? I got you. I'm trying to buy I a got house. You. Um, like he said, you, you don't need one income. You don't need two incomes like out here in California. So people, younger people, move your ass out of California. It's too expensive out here. Do what Mr. Correta right. did. We got you. He's got you. What what kind of what kind of housing can the one one type of uh, income bring in? Uh, Fifty thousand a year. They, do, can they afford something nice out there? Or what's going on? One hundred percent. Yeah, fifty thousand a year. That's what four thousand a month. If your credit is good, slash mm-hmm. that in half, two thousand bucks a month. Mortgage, let's say tax. I can get you a home. What three forty, three fifty? Yeah, I can get you four bedrooms, quarter acre, easy. God damn, man. Oh, hey, you. Hey, Tony, you brought a good old point. And about credit, that's one thing too. I wish I would have told my eighteen-year-old self is don't fucking get credit cards because that. I mean, let's for discipline. And you oh gotta my pay god! Off. I. Oh uh-huh. yeah. What happened with you? What happened with you? Know, you? Man, oh, oh dude. I, I, <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it goes. To, I'm an automotive enthusiast myself. I, I, you know, I like to restore cars, fix cars, whatever. So I know I, I got a. Um, one of those, uh, uh, and it's big now too. Back then, it was just kind of starting. It was one of those title loans. Remember those? You know those? Uh, you get a yeah, loan on gotcha. your car. That's Dude, they freaking got me. Interest? It's like 300%, bro. They're like, oh, thousand. Okay. <laughs> it's crazy. Dude, I sell my soul, bro. I think I'm, I'm still saying, selling my soul, bro. <laughs> so, what? Yeah, bro, those motherfuckers got me. So what the hell did you want to buy? A fucking avion or okay? No, no, another car way. Another car. I was like, you, you, gotta, you, know you gotta buy your next project, bro. Yeah, exactly. Right? You're like, okay, so, you know what? I'll, I'll pay for it. You know, and I was making good money. I was, I was, you know, I was, didn't have a mortgage. I lived with, I was living with the mom and making decent money, but I was like, I'll pay it off. What am I there, bro? You just, you just kind of like, uh, your pri- my priorities were off. So one of the half sure. man, I just, they try to refill my car because the one that the title on the now. You know, like, no, nah, fuck that. So I started working tons of overtime, paying it off, paying it off. And luckily, you know, I was able to get that shit off my, my credit. And this is before I bought my house. Because at that time, before I bought my house, it's what, 2010? They were, uh, my credit was like five, uh, 585 in the five something. And they're like, oh, yeah, you need a 620. I'm like, oh, 620, huh? <laughs> hey, so hey. I just started, you know, yeah. But, but like you're, uh, you're talking about credit. That that's when I bought my house. The main thing that was on uh-huh. the the main concern was my credit. You know, 
And I know Tony yeah, out there in, exactly. in Utah, that credit has to be somewhat okay. You can't just walk in with a 200 does, score, right? Bro. You can't just walk in with 200 no. or what? No, no, no. No, you need <laughs> at least, at least 600, though. 600. If you're not at 600, uh-huh. you're either going to get a bad interest rate or you're going to pay a ton of money to make it work. But I agree. I agree with Compita 100%. I mean, the two things, if you're a young person listening to this podcast, two things you got to do. Number one, save your money. Don't buy dumb shit. Number one. <laughs> and number two, download the Credit Karma app right now on your phone and check that shit. Because if you just let it go, again, a lot of people, I didn't know what my credit score was at 18. But that, I mean, this the way this financial system is set up, you are worth what your credit score says you're worth. Like, it's crazy. If you have a good credit score, you have access to so many opportunities good housing, good interest rates, good terms. If your credit sucks, you're going to get screwed in so many ways that you're not even going to know what happened, like my homie here. And, and, but, and it's something that they don't teach you in school, which is the, the, the worst part. Yeah. So you got to so try to <laughs> educate system, yourself. Bro. For real, man. Like you got to go on YouTube and watch eight hours of credit repair shit. Like you got to educate yourself, find some books, you got to learn this stuff on your own. Hopefully, if you have good parents, they can show you about I know that my parents, they didn't show me about credit because they had bad credit themselves. But <laughs> you got to educate Sears. yourself, Budo, save Budo your Sears. money. See, like, 100%. Yeah. So it's something that the system doesn't teach you. And it's something that if you get it wrong or if you mess it up when you're young, it's going to take you 10 years to fix it. And by the time you fix it, you're already in other debt because you had to. And now it's this web where you're never going to get out. Yeah, man. Yeah. And and the main thing is good credit. That means pay off all your shit, even your cell phone. If you don't pay that shit off, it's gonna be bad bad credit. If you have like a yeah. like a light bill or any type of bill, pay it off. If you get a credit card, just make sure you don't spend too much. Build up your credit by paying off your credit card on a monthly basis. Um, don't fucking go buying buying those Jordans or a damn car. You know, if you're if you're nineteen, or jewelry or jewelry, bro. Yeah, jewelry. If you're twenty twenty one, you don't need no damn new. Carro del año. No, you don't need no damn jewelry. <laughs> you know? You don't need a carro del año. Yeah. Hell no. You need a pinche 1995 Toyota, uh, Toyota Camry, bro. Y para un apartamento. True, I, yeah, yeah. What happened, Tony? Look, I, it, no, it's true. I I mean, I'm 29 years old. I got buddies who buy, like, big-ass trucks and, like, Beamers. I'm like, dude, you're an idiot, bro. Like, what are you doing? And uh, a lot of my buddies, I've helped them buy their house, so I know their numbers. Yeah. I know how much yeah. money they make. And then they come out and they're buying Teslas. I'm like, bro, like, that's just that's just not smart. Like just just because they just because they approved you for it, just because they said, yeah, you can take. That doesn't mean it's a smart move. So I mean, but I'm yeah. seeing they're paying eight nine hundred bucks a month for these trucks, and they're still getting like lift kits. I'm like, for what, bro? <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, but they're financing the lift kits too, bro. Uh, they're financing the lift kits. <laughs> no way. They're, they're gonna get it's such a bad idea. So so guys. If yeah. you're t- 22, 23, all you need is a 98 Honda Accord, what I had, get it for $2,000, okay? And you can survive your ass driving up. If you're going on a date, you don't need to impress that. If she likes you, she's going to take you with that car, okay? You don't need a uh-huh. nice 2020 Honda Accord or whatever, Beamer. You don't want to be caught up with that situation. Ended up, you can't pay it. It gets repoed. Now you got bad credit score. Now you can't hit up Tony, get a nice house down there. Now, in California, if you want to get a housing, you got to get an apartment, right? You can't afford that apartment because when you go get an apartment, you got to show your credit score. Now, if you're in the 300s, 200s, they're going to give you a high-ass interest. Maybe they're going to say, you know what? Your credit score is too low. We can't let you come in here, man. So you got to take off. They're just going to say no? 
So, vete a la cajita de allá abajo del freeway y that's all you can afford, bro. So, <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's the shit they don't teach you in school. Tony, they don't okay. show that type of stuff in school. Like, what the hell's going on with the school system? You know what I mean? That's another yeah. topic that we'll get yeah, into man. it next time, yeah. guys. But we, we <laughs> want you guys, the listener, to understand, you know what? There's things that you guys got to learn in order to become the people that you want to reach and be. You know, like, for example, Tony El Compita, Ooh. myself, um, we're in our 30s, you know, 30s. Um, we, we hustled. No, I'm 29. I'm 29. Oh, <laughs> oh you're still, you still youngie. You're, you're still, still youngie, bro. You're still baby, bro. You're still baby. I'm 21, I'm, I'm bro. Don't want me in that group, bro. I'm not there yet. You still, you still got a, got a baby nah, face? No, I'm just kidding. I, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, but, but Tony, um, what do you want to tell the, 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 the younger generation? Anything in specific that you want to just give insight of, or... or Cause I know you guys. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think it, yeah, for sure. I think it, it just comes back to kind of bring it back full circle. Uh, you know, we, we talked a lot about opportunities. We talked about preparing yourself. Just be smart. You know, one of, one of the things that, um, I was, I was blessed enough to learn is early on, you got to really be careful who you hang out with, who your friends are and what they value. Uh, I always tell young people, the, the, the people who are your best friends, the people who are around you, they shouldn't cheer you on when you buy shit that you can't buy. They should yeah. cheer you on when you say, hey, you know what? I can't afford that. I'm going to stay home. Let's just chill, drink some drinks, and we're watching a movie or something. But instead of instead of showing off your kicks or your car, show off your savings account. Like, real talk. Yeah. We, I, I feel like if we can get to a point in society where it's cool to save, it's cool to not blow money, it's cool to invest, I think that we'd be so much better for it it's cool to have a good credit score uh, it's cool to drive an old car because you're trying to save up like if that were cool in society i feel like young people would do so much better instead of everything that we talked about it's cool to have the jays it's cool to have the gamer even if you can't afford it i think that we need to flip that switch and start saving money stop buying dumb shit educate yourself on credit on financing stuff uh set the goal to buy your first property, even if it's not your dream home, just get started in the game. Uh, and good things happen. I mean, I can think of one just real quick to wrap up. I, there's a, a kid here in, in, in my area. He bought his first property probably like six years ago when I was first getting started. Young dude, I think he was like 23 years old. He bought a trashy condo. Yeah. He let it appreciate, refinanced, took some money out, bought another property. Today, the kid's got six properties and he's not even 30. God damn. So, That's awesome. But he That's just awesome. started, right? He just started. He started the process. I remember he had to use a, a down payment assistance program. He didn't make a lot of money. He had to work on his credit. So it's not like he was making tons of money. He was just he was just a, a student. But he got yeah. educated and he got started. So for all my, my, my young kids out there, just keep hustling. Be patient. Be smart. And good things will happen. Definitely, man. What's there you up, go. Oh, yeah. What do you have to say to your younger 18-year-old? Well, you know, Tony uh, pretty much wrapped it up and, you know, and put a little bowl on top of it. He, he said it. Because um, I think, because Tony, uh, do you think the, the, the kids nowadays, because we're consumers, you know, like um, we're, they kind of see everything on TV, internet. Back when I was growing up, internet was dialed up AOL. You know what I mean? It wasn't as big. We had um, uh, MySpace. Now, AOL, bro, pizza dialed up. Man, DSL yeah. was not even. You, you were know, still in, just, huh? From Circuit City? So, <laughs> the, uh, the CD? I, I the 
So yeah, I mean, we're a society consumer. I think one one thing we we do need to do is, is teach these kids, yeah, is is uh is um uh, how to be uh, very frugal, you know, and just be a just be going to a thrift shop. Go, go, if you need some fucking new shoes, new because uh, it's always it's always like the, to me it's like the uh, the clothing always goes like in ten years back. You know how the the popular clothing it goes ten years back down the line. So while everything's popular in the two thousands was popular is the ninety stuff. So go go out and get some thrift shop, man. Like be be very frugal, and then when you get when you get to college, going to college, you can you know you can study and do do your thing. And eventually, you can have your career and invest in real estate. Real estate is key. Like I I really wish I would buy more more houses. You know what? There's still I, time, I bro. Two, we got I, Tony right here, bro. <laughs> yeah, I move to Utah, bro. If, if, if you need a good agent, hit me up. I got, I got, you know, I got a couple <laughs> acres out here too. I mean, I can sell a couple acres and figure out something, you know. But yeah, and and that's the thing too, man. It's just hustle, hustle smart, and and be humble. Be humble, kid. Yeah, man. Just like Tony and El Compita said it, guys. Don't spend your money on jewelry, new cars. If you're 18, you're 17, 16. Listen to this message we're giving you. We're we're older people that that have gone through the hustle, and we've made a lot of mistakes. You know, we made tons of mistakes. Not just one, not just two. We made tons of mistakes. Sometimes I ran out of gas, and I didn't have gas money. Shit, I would take the bus. Compa Tony, he gave you some insight of what he's dealt with. Now he's like top of the chain. El Compita out there in Texas, he owns like a land, and he nice has a nice house because he hustled. So guys, take this message with you. And make sure you make the right decisions and don't fuck up. Now, thank you guys for being part of the podcast. I appreciate it, Tony. Compa Tony, you gave us some great insight. Compita, you gave us some great insight, you know? Appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you, guys. And um, we'll be staying in touch, guys. So check us out. All right. We're giving the links to El Compita. El Compa Tony, if you're trying to buy a house, hit up Compa Tony. I'll leave all his links up. Compa Tony, so <laughs> how much is the house out there, bro? We're trying to go out to Idaho, bro. Utah. I got you, man. Thank you, thank Utah, you. Utah, brother. We're out, we're out. <laughs>